Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I are playing Cult Divinity Lost Role Playing Game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is The Black Madonna. It is available from Helmgast. I am the Game Master, and this is Episode 5. The recap will be given by Morgan Llewellyn as his character, Ingolf Eckhart. So, without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Morgan? Have you ever watched a fly struggle in a spider's web? It pulls and it pulls, but it can never overcome it. The reward for all the flies strife is just attracting the matriarch to her feast. I'm a man, but I envy this fly. At least its torment will come to a quick end. Our meeting in the back room of Diedrich's bookshop uh, was halted before it could begin uh, by a hail of bullets. Uh, we all died for whatever cover we could. Uh, it, it was over as, as quickly as it began, but uh, we found ourselves alive. Uh, uh, Petra, Dieter, and Heinz left soon afterwards, uh, leaving Diedrich, John, and myself to answer to the police. Uh, it seems that a man with military equipment uh, was had positioned himself on a nearby rooftop and unleashed hell after we stepped inside. We, we don't know who, who wants us dead. Why would, they, why would they shoot us from across the street and why would they miss? After leaving the police, Diedrich went to sort out the mess at a shop and John went off to satisfy his carnal impulses. I, meanwhile, went to two local occult bookstores where I learned a few fascinating things. At the Cauldron, I learned that Black Sun Publishing is interested primarily in dream interpretation and that it and the Slavic Association are connected to a group called the East Berlin Satanists. Philip Kramer is the leader of this group, and there are troubling rumors about them. Kramer and these Satanists are said to be extremely dangerous, with Kramer wanted for murder, ties to the black market, and associations with secret police groups operating in East Berlin. There are whispers of human sacrifice and a strong urging for me to stay away. I wish I could. I wish I could have told them about the worms. I wish I could scream about the nightmares. I wish they could help me. I wish someone could help me. But leaving the cauldron behind, I went to the mantra where I met Erica Haller. She told me the Slavic Association was started by four Russians with the last names Pagodin, Kramer, Orlova, and Mahler. She believes that these names are fake and that Bogotan and Mahler are especially da dangerous and are also wanted by the police. Haller also said that the Slavic Association was probably founded as a front for an occult organization. I told her to contact me if she hears anything about those men, Black Sun, the Slavic Association, or the East Berlin Satanists. I hope that was not a mistake. She had quite the inclination to gossip. There is an idea that is formulating in the back of my mind the Slavic Association's mission to help people without a past is the perfect means to find individuals who not be missed. In addition to this information, I, I bought some additional copies of books of interest. It seems that we are being tortured with this magical malady in order to fuel some infernal purpose, and I could only guess at the hands of the East Berlin Satanists. It would also seem, I mean, that somebody, if it's not the Satanists themselves, are interested in learning about all of us. My apartment was broken into, and all the signs point to their digging for personal information on me instead of digging for their own enrichment. I've joined the ranks of Petra, Dieter, and Diedrich as among those haunted by specters lurking in the shadows. 
And the name at the conversation in the cafe, Pagodin, Petra recognized this Pagodin. It's all this web, this web. We are all caught like flies in a web, struggling to get free. I fear that all our efforts will ultimately be in vain as we are consumed, body and soul, by legions of these horrid worms living in our skin and the nightmares living in our heads. Though, as evidenced by the shooting, perhaps if we struggle enough, the matriarch of the web will come and devour us first, giving us a quicker end to it all. Thank you very much. So, what's your next, what, what, where are you all at the moment and what do you feel you should do next? Uh, we are teacher. discussing this in Marta's Cafe, yes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, because uh, Petra and Dieter, uh, or Petra at least, has an idea that this Pogodin is uh, a very dangerous individual, and I am uh, not accustomed to uh, conflict with very dangerous individuals. Um, I think that I'm going to try to uh, follow up on Ingolf and John's research regarding this counter spell. Uh, so I'd like John to get all of the text of that from the copy of the dream book. And I'm going to go to my shuttered bookstore and see if I can find any connection to any ritual tradition, source material, anything like that. If nobody objects to that course of action. They don't object. <laughs> no objection. Enthusiastic ahead, yeah. silence. No, no objection. Mm. No. I can also use the store actually to try to um, uh, find out if there's a Peter or Piotr at the Frankfurt am Oder madhouse. Uh, I can call on Magda's behalf for that matter. It's not as though they'll know that she's recently deceased. Um, it might be interesting to find out who the him is mentioned in that. I mean, it might just be Pogodin, since a lot of people are afraid of him. But why would someone in the madhouse see him? Sure. Else. You were asking a lot of questions earlier about why all of this is happening. Is there anything you want to pursue? I need to go to Irina visit at some point and inform her about what we found. Did you want to visit her or did you want to call her? Because she said, uh, I'll, I'll visit. It's only three hours. Up. Okay. I think I'm going to pull, you know, throw away, throw around as much weight as I can, call in any favors that I can and try to figure out what I can about Pagodin. 
I know, I know you know, I know the the kind of very base of what we've told, but I want to know more. Like, what is this guy about? I'm sorry. And I will, ahead. I will assist. I will assist Petra. Okay. Yes. Um. So you'll want. What do you want to do? Search like public records, medical records, uh, any other? I mean, this is what they've been doing to you, apparently. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um. So I have. Streetwise, which kind of allows me to pull on contacts from the underworld, which I feel like might yield a bit more relevant information than just public record. Okay. Um, did you want to do that just for Pagoda, or? Um, I mean, if if I, definitely Pagoda and Pagoda and Fyodor, and yeah, so all three names. If if you'll allow it, then yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be pulling on all three of those names. Um, why don't you do an investigation role? Okay. Um, sorry, there. Sorry, let's see. Streetwise has very specific. Oh, that's here. right. Streetwise has. Uh, sorry, I, I was on it. There it is. Okay, uh, I can roll charisma instead to acquire um, information. So I will do that. Three. Uh, 13, 14, 15, 16. I, you're- I don't know why I was muted all of a sudden. So with a, um, a couple of carefully placed uh, phone calls, um, after about an hour, uh, you are sent a fax. Uh, because you know you don't have to. You're not actually going checking this stuff yourself. Somebody else is is looking for the information. What did you, What did you receive, Petra? Let's see. We have Philip Kramer. Um, origin of birth unknown. Birth date 1937. Registered Berlin. Address unknown. Anton Mahler. Origin of birth Berlin. Birth date uh, March 13th 1938. Registered to Berlin, and there's an address here at Rosslinger Street. And then Alexander Pagodin, unknown origin of birth, bur- uh, born sometime in 1935, lives in Berlin at M- Mughal Street. I-, I have their addresses, at least for, for two of them. Well, I could, I could always, uh, I am known as a master of disguise, some, but some people I could... Uh... Yeah, absolutely and you want to do some kind of reconnaissance absolutely yeah medical oh, insurance oh, oh medical insurance registry um philip kramer no employment information no income information in the last year anton Mahler is self-employed um income last year was ninety six thousand. deutschmarks uh, employer until 1990 was the minister of agriculture uh, Ministry of Agriculture, sorry. Um, Alexander Pagodin, self-employed. Uh, last year, his income was 12,000 marks. And until 1990, his employer was um, Wurzburg Mechanical. The social insurance. Mm. Uh, Philip Kramer, social district, uh, Mittasud, case handler, Biet Didinger. I'm very sorry, I'm mispronouncing all of this. Injunction, enrolled for detoxification. Anton Mahler, no information. Alexander Pagodin, no information. Interesting. The motor vehicle registry, no information for Philip Kramer. 
Anton Mahler, uh, drives a Mercedes 500 E license plate listed. Alexander Pagodin drives a BMW 850 I license plate number listed as well. Excellent. And then the criminal records. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of information here. Oh, Philip God. Kramer convicted in 1962 of arson, closed psychiatric care in 1972 of murder closed psychiatric care in 1978 of drugs, conditional sentence, wanted nationwide under investigation for kidnapping and murder. What the fuck? Anton Mahler, no information at all. Pagodin in 1969, 12 convictions for black market trade, all conditional. In 73, drugs, conditional. 1990, embezzlement, conditional. These are sentences. 91, accounting fraud, conditional sentence and is currently under investigation on five separate charges. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, well, this is... You should uh, yeah, be cautious, well, Dieter. Yes, but we shouldn't really be surprised with Pagoda. That's true. Hmm. If, you, if you're still bent on doing some reconnaissance, though, I think that that may be wise. Just be careful. Yes, I could on that. Uh, what uh, Mugal Street is it? Mm-hmm. Yes, I could uh, see what I can uh, come up with as a disguise. Brendan, you got a sixteen. Yes. Um. I'm going to say that you included Magda's name in there because okay. uh, you found out she was supposedly one of the founding members of the essay as well. So you find this. You received something else as well, Petra? Yes, Magda's medical records are in a large binder containing nearly 40 pages covering the period from 1947 to 1990. Prior to 1951, the documents are written in Russian and then in German after that. Until 1958, Magda is never referred to by her last name. Between 58 and 63, she is listed as Magda Schmidt. From 64 onward, her last name is recorded as Orlova. Philip Kramer is listed as her next of kin. And we have excerpts from her medical records. Um, In 46, at the Kirov Clinic, Diagnosis was nervous hysteria, and she was isolated. And then in 47, refuses to eat and was force-fed. In 49, aggressive outbursts, she was isolated. Then 51, at the Frankfurt Clinic, her diagnosis was apathy, (laughs) no action taken. I guess they felt the same. In 54, Frankfurt Clinic, significant improvement, discharged on trial basis. In 54, again, later in the year, in November, um, hysterical outbursts, she was restrained. In 58, a positive improvement, so she was discharged on trial basis. In 62, um, she then moved to Johannes and was catatonic and diagnosed or given lorazepam. In 63, aggressive outbursts, restraint. In 64, positive improvement, so discharged on trial basis. In 68, diagnosed with shock and uh, given dibutamine. In 70, aggressive, isolated. In 71, 
a positive improvement so discharged. The documents are all notarized with various doctor's signatures up until 58. All signatures are by Dr. Natalia Tatalina. Over the subsequent years, more than 20 different names are listed. I had no idea that she was so troubled. I, I knew she was troubled. Dieter, you knew her during these years. You didn't... None of this came up? I knew she was troubled. I knew she had issues. But, you know, different time. Sure. Mostly a physical relationship anyway. I was, and I was a different person. <laughs> we all well, were, I think. Dieter's physical relationship with her only lasted like a month. Yeah. Oh. Yes, it wasn't that. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> hmm. And I'm sure you spread this information. Of course, yes. Everyone will know of all of this information. All right. So what's next? I'm not sure what I can do with you studying, uh, Dietrich. (laughs) Um, Uh, I guess you're just studying. I... I have an idea of, of, of something that I would want that I want to do with my art, with my writing. Uh, I kind of get into a trance-like state. Um, so I want to use my talent for bit and inspiration to sit at my typewriter and kind of channel that creativity to try to see into the Black Sun building, but what is hidden there from normal sight <laughs> okay go ahead and try Ooh, that was uh, that's were scaring me up there for a second but that's a 14 so i can choose <laughs> it was like a six and then it's like <gasps> okay we rolled high enough to get up to 14 so we're not doomed um, but i'll choose i can choose an option vision see through the illusion into a specific place of your choice so i like to see through the illusion in the black sun building the black sun publishing building okay you're, it's been uh, nice knowing you all <laughs> your mind your mind sort of clears and you can see the walls of the building it's, it's almost like they're constructed of cardboard, that there's a, there's a kind of a, a blankness to the whole thing. Um, you hear the sound of what feels almost like school bells and you see teachers or just, just a teacher, um, a male teacher teaching young people, but they're not, they're not all young. They're in different walks of life. And from the stuff that he's got on the board, you're seeing that he's writing some sort of magical symbols. Um, then you, you see him. Um, it's not a class. He's speaking to a couple of students. They're moving up to another class, uh, this time with a lady teacher. And 
she's actually performing miracles in front of them. And you see her speaking to somebody. And for just a moment, you see Philip Kramer uh, taking this person and saying, well, I'm glad you're joining us. And you, your vision sort of fades away. Did, uh, did any of those faces look like that smiling face in the dream? Mm -mm. Okay. But you After... feel, you feel that your assumption that the place is being used, the essay and the, and the publishing company are being used as some sort of a recruitment. That's the feeling. That yeah, they're educating the people. That's, that's the East, so the East Berlin Satanists are using those organizations to recruit them into some kind of esoteric. And that place was so, was so strange. All right. With that out of the way, I want to try something a little more dangerous. I want to start writing again. And this time I want to look into that blackened room where we go at night in our dreams. All right, go ahead and try to roll for that. Oh, uh, that's a 20. <laughs> this whole scenario is going to end tomorrow. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What you what 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 comes through in your in your sort of automatic writing is is a kind of a car battery for some reason, like a power source. Um, and all of the rooms are plugged into it. Somebody is drawing energy from the people trapped in that room. With the with the twenty, uh, with the fifteen plus, I get to get two options, and another option is enticement. I can entice an entity to come. I want to know who's this face. Well, it's nice in, going in golf at this point. Um. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I need to roll for that. Oh, I can't roll. <laughs> Are you, I mean, do you, if, you, if you feel like having mercy, I suppose. Or this will be fun. What will happen to me? The slipping on the face of the, the evil spine. I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to say that you start to write and there's something in the darkness and it's 
it's hidden, but it's it's there. It's a definite presence. No, it's three presences, and it's they are sliding towards you in the darkness, and you can vaguely make out the shapes like three robed figures. One of them seems to be missing their middle. And before they step into the light, the feeling becomes so horrible that you have to stop. And you're you're shaken. Like when you say uh, they're missing their middle, like their torso, a middle finger. Like one of them seems to be missing their torso, or at least part of their torso. And with that, you wake up. Is this to keep Uh, it together? (laughs) Yeah, I'd say you need to keep it together. (laughs) All right. In fact, it's one of those things where you're almost like thinking, oh, fuck, I went way too far, and Mm -hmm. I hope I can come back from this. (laughs) Okay, keep it together is really good. 19. (laughs) Aw. So you go over and you you fix yourself a, a cup of tea, and uh, you are a not sure you can turn off the lights, and b you're not afraid you're not sure that you're going to get any sleep tonight. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I will take those pages of the things that I've written, um, those two those, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go, and I'm going to make some copies of them somewhere. <laughs> They have copy machines, so okay. I'm going to make yeah. some copies to give to give to the others, but I am uh, okay. But then I'm I'm freaking out just a lot. <laughs> cool. Um, Dieter, what are you up to? Uh, well, uh, being with uh, Petra, I was then going to go and. Rec- Connaissance that street. Okay. Uh, I was going to use uh, my chameleon ability. A chameleon uh, advantage. To, uh, all right. So you're going to try to sneak out of the building, at least in case you're being followed, and you're going to use your chameleon ability. Excellent. Yes, okay. and then, yes, I need to uh, find my detail. Uh, four, 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 four. So, oh, fuck off. It's not four, but let me get <laughs> last night in my my other game, I rolled a nine like seven or eight times in a row. And it was always a nine. I started giggling about it after a while. <laughs> What'd you get? This isn't the part where you're supposed to just disappear. (laughs) (laughs) This is where I disappeared. No, I I, I rolled a seven. I rolled a fucking seven. Okay. Your disguise is only effective at a distance. If you attract any attention to yourself, you will be exposed. That doesn't mean you'll fail, so... So you manage to get out of the building, but you are looking rather suspicious. 
you know, as you're getting out. You're sure there's a van down the street that might be following you. You're sure that there might be people posted on the roofs, but you're not looking directly there because, you know, they would notice you looking at them and then you'd be blown. So you, uh, you continue down the street and, uh, how are you going to get there? You know, hail a cab on another street, or yeah. So I might do a bit of a thing where I would hail a cab, get off somewhere else, and then get another cab. Okay. So you do that for a while. Oh, a, a while. Uh, but your paranoia is uh, is pretty strong. So you're you're pretty much afraid that that people are watching you. Um, which house were you going to go to? It was was it Mugo Street that we decided on? Well, I don't remember which one it was. Uh, we can go see Mahler's house or Pagodin's house. Pagodin's house. Okay. Go as you're driving along, the road, the the the, the taxi cab driver is suddenly driving you out of Berlin. It's, he tells you that it's, it's just, it's in the, the woods, not too far outside of Berlin, but there's only the one road. So are you sure you don't want to stop him? Because you'd be the only person going down that road. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, st- I'm stopping him. I'm not that crazy. I'm paranoid, and I he's a drunkard, but he's not crazy. Not that crazy. So, yeah. All right. He will stop the man. Um, did you bring anything with you? Like? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd have all my basic, like, that kind of equipment, especially because I was going on a reconnaissance. So all right. Prop an Oculus on that. Well, from the road... Um, in order to turn around, uh, he has to go up a little ways down down the road you were on, and it sort of goes up a hill and then turns around and he comes back. But as you cross the top of the hill, you can see in the forest, through the trees, sticking up a little, there's a clearing over there, and there is what looks like uh, what you would expect from a mafia fortress, <laughs> um, a big, big house. Uh, with uh, what looked like probably guards, uh, you know, walking on the second floor with uh, machine guns or rifles or something. Note to self, um, bring better, bring a better disguise. <laughs> so he he drives you back. You you you've got a glimpse at it, uh, and you know that it's what you'd expect from a powerful, dangerous man. Um, Are you going to try the other address then as well? Uh, Yeah, might as well, considering. So you haven't, the cab cab driver doesn't know what you're doing, but as long as you're paying him, he's not going to ask you any questions. Um, This time, uh, you're driving towards the address and you've turned onto the street and you're going down. And without even getting there yet, you can see that these are all pretty nice houses in this area. Um, 
So Mahler's going to be in one of them. You'll, you'll be passing it in a second. But it's also fairly well defensible, you know, not as much as Pagoda's house, but uh, um, it's in a neighborhood. So there are other people around and there are other houses. Okay. It's two, it, you go by it, it's a two-story house. Um, you don't see guards walking around it. But it's, it's wealthy. I, I uh, will get out of the cab if I need to. I can just hail another one at a later date. Because I'm going to do a walk for block and I'm going to... Uh, What's your disguise look like? Well, because I've clearly gone for the shoddy-looking disguise, I probably have a, a hat on and maybe a scarf a bit too far up, but it looks really conspicuous if someone gets really close to me. My trench coat covering everything. A longer trench coat. All right. Um... I am going to need you. I'm going to need you to do an avoid harm. <laughs> because quite honestly, you stand out like a sore thumb in this neighborhood. Yeah. Of, co- of course. <laughs> if only I'd rolled better on my fucking chameleon. Uh, okay. That's 10. all right so you start to walk around the neighborhood fortunately at some point um somebody comes out of their car somebody comes out of their house to get in their car and they see you and uh they start scolding you get out of here you bum you know, uh, get out of our, you know, get out of this neighborhood. And they're, they're probably going to, you know, at least shoo you off, but they are calling a great deal of attention to you and there might be other people looking. So you're going to have to get a a hasty retreat out of the, out of the area, at least get down to the end of the block or something where you've got a little bit of cover. I will have. I will disperse for now. Anyway, I will run into run away. Right. Not run away because they'll think I was some kind of pervert. So I will. Well, I will uh, you managed to get to a, a payphone and call yourself another uh, cab to get out of the neighborhood. Um, and then where where would you head head after that? Probably back to Petra. Back to Petrus. Okay. John. I meant to be the master of disguise. Okay. Uh, John, what are you up to? Uh, driving back to Hamburg to go and. Oh, that's up. correct. Yes. Okay. So you drive back to Hamburg. And um, did, did you guys ever go to her apartment or to uh, Irene Adler's? I don't think we went to her apartment, but. She's a contact of mine from previously. Plus, did we? Oh, we got, okay. No, we, we got her business card, didn't we? That had an address. Yeah, on. you did. Yeah. So you do have a way to contact her. In fact, you, uh, you've got her address on there as well. In fact, I think we have a set of her keys. That's true. Um, 
So you drive up. Um, Irene Adler lives in a rather nice apartment, condo-ish apartment. Um, you park your car, you, you head up. Um, it's actually in a fairly decent neighborhood. Uh, and you can't get through the, into the front door unless you use the key, if you had it. Um, otherwise, you can hit the button for her apartment. I think we did have a key, but I've got no reason to bring it. So right. I'll or use it at least. So I'll just use the button. Hello. Hello, it's John. John, John, uh, John Miller. Yes. Yeah, we remember we, we spoke the other day about going over to Magda's. I thought I'd better oh. let you know what, what we found. Oh, oh yes, yes. Uh, and she buzzes you in. Mm-hmm. Um, she's on the second floor. Um, as you're halfway up the steps, uh, she comes out of her apartment and meets you at the top of the step. You can see that she's been crying. So she, uh, as, you, as you come up the stairs, she says, uh, I've, I've heard. I was on her contact list, so they called me when I heard she had passed away. She says, come inside. Gotcha. Yeah, I thought um, this was exactly the kind of thing that I think should be imparted over the phone. So, Would you like some tea? Oh, yes, please. <sighs> so I'm, I'm not like the executor or, or anything of her will. I don't think she left a will, but they're going to, you know, have, her estate is going to go into probate, what little money she had. And her, uh, her things will have some value to the literary world at some point. And, and Plus so the property forth. as well. So. Um, uh, I was contacted this morning. Um, there's going to be a funeral uh, she uh, she was Russian Orthodox. Did you know that? I, it wouldn't surprise me, given given what bits of a background she we know. Was, yeah, um, uh, she went to the uh, Holy Protection Church uh, in uh, I can't remember the name. Brighton, Brighton Stoss or, or something like that. It's one of the boroughs of uh, Berlin. Um, Not a place I'm familiar so, with. I've, I've never seen it myself, but she used to say it was a pretty little church. Um, she didn't go very often, once or twice a year at the most. Uh, but uh, uh, it's going. It's set for uh, uh, two days from now. Are you going to come? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to give her a good send off. Excellent. Yes, there's going to be quite a few people from the literary world there. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let the others know. Uh, as well she doesn't really have any family you know but uh friends friends and literary people it's very sad um is there anything you want to talk to her about other than that or uh I suppose sound her out a bit as if she notices anything that's going wrong with me. Uh, but otherwise, oh, yeah, just fill her on the details that we found out and she, see if she fills in any of, any of the blanks. Um, well, which, what details do you want to talk about? She doesn't seem to react to you like you've got anything or 
okay, that's an easy one to tell there. Um, but yeah, things. Nor does she what... display. Nor does she display any symptoms. Mm-hmm. Lucky. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about things like we found in her journal. Uh, stuff that she mentioned about what she was in, uh, potentially involved with, leaving out potentially some of the more esoteric bits. Right. But um, seeing, we found this, we thought this might have given us some kind of insight into whatever she picked up that ultimately ultimately got her. Well, did they, did they tell you what the, what the cause of death was for a start? Uh, they said that, uh, oh boy. Uh, they said that her heart stopped. She yeah, must she, have she had something bad. Yeah, she picked up some kind of contagion. Mm. Uh, well, that explains why she kept her skin all covered, and she was afraid. She seemed always to be afraid that somebody would smell something. She used so much perfume. Yeah, except it looks like not many people would be able to smell it. Mm. Well. What can I tell you about her little bits and pieces that I know? Um, well, you know, she was troubled. You know, she, she was in and out of um, hospitals. Um, but you, should, you also know that she was also somewhat diagnosed by the doctors as being a hypochondriac, uh, many of them. Just stop. Just started refusing to see her anymore. Yeah. Doctor um, refusing money. I'm very surprised. She's been in a few uh, mental homes, uh, and her she doesn't remember anything much at all about her childhood. Uh, that was part of the reason why she got involved. Well, she and her friends started the SA. Um, they wanted to know more about their own backgrounds. Uh, they were all orphans. And they were all from Russia. But they don't remember Russia. They just remember Germany. And, uh, they tried to get information and they were unable to. And so they, they set up channels to be able to get that information. That's what they were doing, was getting information from Russia. And as far as I know, that's all their company, their, their thing ever did. But she, she had a bad relationship, you know, with uh, Philip. Uh, it wasn't her first. She was married once before. Uh, a man named Love. Uh, uh, Love was his first name, I believe. And he died. Actually, the way you're describing it, it sounded very much like he died of a very similar disease to her. Well, this this Lev fella. Ah. Okay. Do you know whereabouts it was? Kind of the book is character creation. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's. 
suddenly elevator music starts playing in the background. I need, uh, here we go. Okay. So she married Lev Orlov. That's where she gets her last name. She married Lev Orlov in 1964. Uh, and he was the actual bookstore owner. She was, he was, he was a bookstore owner. Sorry. Um, they lived in Spandau Estrasse. Uh, and they were very happy together until Philip Kramer showed up. And Philip Kramer bothered them because I guess he was already in love with uh, Magda. Um, and then in 1968, uh, Lev was uh, found dead with black boils all over his body. And uh, that's when Magda went into the institution. When, when, did, when did he die? Uh, 1968. Okay, so four years later. But after that, sometime in, this, in, in 71... Or 72, she uh, she went back to Philip. Oh, boy. Well, I always thought that all, uh, all of was her maiden name. What, what was her what was her original name then if it wasn't all of? Well, she doesn't really know she was an orphan. So I think it was Schmidt, just a standard name that they gave all the children from the orphanage. Hmm. Uh, okay, that, that's helpful. This this puts a whole different light on what's happening because from what we've from what we've been led to believe, this Kramer fellow is a nasty piece of work. And I've, I've heard well, she of, loved him. I don't know why she loved him. I, I suppose people might have loved Jack the Ripper as well, but I've heard that this this fellow is wanted for uh, wanted for multiple uh, multiple crimes. Well, one wonders uh, with the state of the government, mm. the state of the government the way it was just a few years ago, especially. I mean, yes. Magda was in prison too. <laughs> Anyone with a brain seems to have uh, right. got it. Or brain in the mouth, rather. Right. I'll make small talk with her then over, the, of course, probably right. the next hour or so, and then make my polite farewells and say, I'll see you in a couple of days. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to drive back to Berlin. Um, okay. I'm going to swing by that church. Okay. You know, I wrote it all down. Oh, it's in uh, it's in the uh, Reinickendorf borough. In uh, it's north northwest end of Berlin. Um, so you're driving, and there's kind of a place now. It's right in the middle of a lot of industrial stuff that's going on, um, which is not really unusual because a lot of times. 50 years ago, this would have been all houses and the church would have been built 
And then people moved out and they knocked down houses and they put up malls and they put up, you know, bicycle. There's a bicycle factory and, and stuff like that in the neighborhood. But here, right in the middle of all that, is this tranquil little park-like square um, that goes from one end of the, the highway to, the, to another road. And uh, it has like four little roads going towards the middle. Uh, you can see there's a little uh, cemetery with little Russian Orthodox crosses. And uh, right in the middle of it is this beautiful little Russian Orthodox church. Ooh, very not pretty. huge, not huge. You know, you can see the size of the doors compared to the size of the church. Yeah, does, does it go back a long way then, or is it a fairly small building? Not particularly. Um, you know, maybe 100 feet, that's all. Okay, so pretty, pretty small. Okay. And if you, if you know anything about Orthodox, they don't sit. They, have, they, have, they don't have pews. So you can pack a lot of people into a, into a church that doesn't have any pews. Just everybody stands. Standing room only. Right. Um, you can also see that on the property, there's a little house, which is probably where the priest lives. And I forget what day of the week it is right now. Has anybody been kept keeping a track? <laughs> no, I don't know. It's not Sunday. <laughs> okay, there's, there's nothing. <laughs> right. Um, and there's which, church hours and things like that. That that maybe works a bit better for me then. Um, I'm going to do a circuit of the place and kick off my enhanced awareness to see if there's anything weird about it. Okay. Um, there's a little parking lot. You can sit there and then you can walk around the church. There's not, there's not a road going around the church. Um, yeah, I'll definitely do this walking. I'm not doing it while driving because that, that way crashes lie. Right. Go ahead and, and roll. Okay. Uh, 12 plus my three soul is 15. Excellent. So as you're walking around it, um, you get the interesting impression that, uh, well, first of all, the windows on the church um, Orthodox churches don't, they, they'll have stained glass, but they don't usually have like paintings in the stained glass. They just have a cross with circles or something very geometric. Patterns. There almost seems to be a kind of light, more light than you would expect coming from the windows of the church. Um, like all the lights are on inside, but it's the middle of the day. And it's still a little brighter inside than it is outside. Uh-huh. Okay, if I do my circuit and then get back round to the front. The, the uh. cemetery also seems rather, I mean, you do get a kind of a peaceful feeling from it, like, like there's nothing there. It certainly isn't scary. It looks... Like you could imagine that everybody's at rest. Oh, okay. In the cemetery. There's no restless spirits or anything like that. Um, there's lots of flowers that people have put away. 
looks like it's well tended. No one turning in the coffin or anything. No. <laughs> uh, I will go up to the front door and see if it's open then. Okay. It is not. It's locked. Uh, go pay the priest a visit then. Okay. So you walk over and the house looks like a fairly small bungalow sort of style house, one story, uh, very simple. Um, there's a little vegetable garden next to it. And there is a man, uh, he's in the vegetable garden and he is dressed in a black robe um, that's a little torn and a little dirty. Uh, and he is uh, gardening. Uh -huh. He's turning over the, the vegetable garden in places. And, uh, he doesn't hear you come up. Uh, I will gently cough. Okay. And he uh, he stands up and turns around and says, oh, good morning. In German. Morning. So, uh, he has a full beard, looks like me. Um, he says, uh, good morning. How are you? I, I've, I've been better. Uh I was wondering if it's not too much trouble. Um, I take it you're the uh, the priest, priest in uh, charge. Father, Father Seraphim, yes. Ah, uh, very, very angelic. <laughs> um, I was wondering if uh, it might be possible to have a look around the uh, the church briefly. Oh, you want to see in the church? Um, <laughs> uh, yes, give me a few moments. Let me clean up. Uh -huh. um, and he... Uh, Finishes up what he's doing and dusts himself off, but then he goes into his uh, his little house. Um, maybe five, six minutes later, he comes out, and now he's actually in clean black robes. And uh, he says, "You know, yes, I'll, I'll show you inside. Uh, do you have a camera? We do sometimes get people who want to see, take pictures." Uh, I think I did put the camera on my equipment list, and being a journalist, it's appropriate for me to have one. Uh, yeah, I got camera and spare film in my gear. Okay. So yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'll actually say I'm a, a freelance journalist. So I was thinking of doing pieces on the uh, local diversity of religious communities in ah. the city. Well, uh, and he takes you up, and uh, you go up the little steps to the doors, and he unlocks the doors. And uh, as the door sort of opens, um, this fragrance comes out of the church that sort of overwhelms you. It smells like roses. Um, it's pretty strong, um, like, like incense that's been burning, but it, but it smells very strongly of roses. And uh, the church is fairly dark on the inside. I mean, it's not dark, dark, but uh, you notice that there are no light switches. Uh -huh. um, the church would normally be lit by candles, and at the moment, there's no candles lit, except there's one candle way over in the distance, probably hanging over the altar. That, that um, is one potent candle if that's illuminating the place from the inside like I can see it. Yes, it's definitely that's not where that light was coming from. But he goes inside and right inside the door, maybe five feet inside the door, 
there's a little stand and a little icon on the bit of the Virgin Mary. And uh, he crosses himself and he goes all the way down and touches his forehead to the floor. And he does that three times. And then uh, he steps to the side and explains, this is the narthex. Um, this is traditionally where the people who are not in communion can stand. And then this is the nave. He takes you inside. There's little doors. They open. He takes you in there. This is the body of the church. And uh, it's beautiful marble floors that are uh, terrazzoed, you know, with uh, different patterns in them. The entire church is covered in icons from uh, all the walls are completely covered, painted. There's a dome in the ceiling with Jesus looking down. Um, there's a kind of ring of metal that's hanging in the middle. Uh, and then there's a wall between the altar and the, the nave, a little gate in the middle of it. And up over all of this is an icon of the Virgin Mary. And he says, the only place I can't take you is back into the altar area. So the only priests are allowed back there. No, that, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I will gesture for me if I'm allowed to take photos. Yes. So, yeah. And do you need, uh, would you prefer if I did the uh, three Bowie thing? Well, you're not orthodox. It's not necessary. No. Okay. No, I just don't want to be disrespectful. So yeah, I will kind of sidestep round that and head on in and start taking some pictures. Mm -hmm. uh, as I'm doing so, trying to get a good panorama around the place, I'll you know, make small talk, and amongst it, I'll drop in the the uh, the name of the church I found through a through a friend, uh, protect mother protector, the protection of the Virgin. Yes. That's it. That's not, not a term I've come across before. It's not unknown in the Orthodox Church to name an I, name name a church after an icon, but uh, there is an icon known as the Virgin of the Protection, and uh, mm. that's what the church is actually named for. Is that the uh, the Virgin Mary above the uh, the back? The Virgin. Way? The Virgin Mary is almost always placed in this position above the altar for very interesting reasons. You see, the gate, the, this, the wall of icons here, the templon is what we call it, it separates the altar from earth. It separates heaven from the earth. And the gate is the passage we go through and the passage which Christ came to us which is the womb of the Virgin Mary. Uh, so that's why she's here. This is the path, the sacred passage, so to speak. That makes sense. Yeah. And we yeah. keep the candle lit at all times. It's uh, the eternal light. Mm -hmm. um, do you have, is there an image of that icon present in the church then? Mm. In uh he says in Russia, it's uh, we say that all of Russia is protected by the Virgin Mary, the Bogorodica, Mother of God. She is our protector. She keeps evil evil from being triumphant. <laughs> well, I think we very much need someone like that looking over us at the moment. Indeed. Mm. Uh, rather than just jumping straight into it again, a little bit more small talk back and forth. 
and eventually I'll hit him with, um, as, as it happens, I knew one of the uh, former members of your congregation, uh, oh. Magda all over. If you, oh, Magda, yes. She just recently passed, went to have the funeral in a couple of days. Very sad. Yes, she was a good yeah. woman, very good woman. I, I was oh. an associate of hers. Uh, my friend is a bit of a stretch, but because uh, I didn't well, I know her well enough, but I knew her well enough to know that she was a good person. So, yeah, she, a, um, definitely she was a very strong-willed person, but you know, her intentions were always good. She deserves uh, whatever. We all are sinners. We all do evil things. We all do bad things in our lives. And they don't yeah. count if we can overcome them. And she definitely worked her whole life to try to overcome the difficulties she had. Uh-huh. So you, we'll you give knew her, her a, a, oh, sorry. I'll say you knew her fairly well then. Oh, not as well as most of my other parishioners. Oh, okay. And she didn't. Uh, she didn't attend. She's a, a Christmas and uh, an Easter Christian. Shows up that, for those things, and that's about it. Um, that was a good thing I heard once or twice a year. But the Orthodox Church doesn't require people to be in church every single Sunday if they. You know, it's a busy life. And uh, whether she was estranged from the church or not doesn't matter. She's She deserves a, a full burial. We'll give her a beautiful send-off. Uh-huh. I've got uh, some of the choir, some of our Sunday choir will be here to sing. And Have you ever seen an Orthodox service? Uh, I will in a few days, but not, not yet. <laughs> well... If you are a Catholic or a Protestant, you will notice we don't have places to sit. Um, mm-hmm. Wear comfortable shoes. <laughs> and probably lots of caffeine beforehand to uh, the energy level up. <sighs> but uh, I, I'm sure there will be something afterwards if you want to attend that as well. Hmm. Kind of like a wake. We well, yes, we tend to uh, talk about the good things, the good memories of the person. Um, Orthodox Orthodox funerals are actually quite uh, triumphant. It's what we've been waiting for our whole lives to uh, get out of this uh, rather mundane, dark, difficult world to something better. Funnily enough, I know exactly what you mean. Just uh, still looking for the girl who can make that happen. You're not married. Well, you should oh, join no, our I... church and perhaps uh, we can hook you up with somebody. <laughs> no, it's, uh, th- thank you for the offer. Uh, no, it's a, very specific, it's a very specific person that I'm looking for. Met, met uh, one I've been looking for ever since. Well, I hope that you find the woman of your dreams. I'll, I'll pause when he says that, <laughs> and yeah, and just nod. I, I couldn't put it better myself. Yeah. So other than that, I mean, he answers any questions you have quite freely. Um, he seems like you'd probably guess he's somewhere in his mid sixties. Not a young man. Um, but he certainly did seem to be gardening like a young man. Had no problem getting up and moving around. Maybe all of that bowing and stuff mm-hmm. keeps you limber. 
Well, as we're heading out, uh, I'll just turn and have a quick glance behind me and at him. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that I've got the inside of the church rather than the outside, see if my enhanced awareness picks up anything more about him and the interior. Okay. Go ahead and try again. Yeah. Thirteen plus three, sixteen. Very nice. Um, well, there is. You do get a feeling from the church. There's kind of a warmth inside here. That that incense smell of roses and the way the Virgin Mary is sort of protecting. Um, it also feels like there's something more to the priest, like like he has inside information of some sort. Like yeah. when he talks, he talks like he knows what he's talking about. But maybe he's dumbing it down for you. Uh-huh. Hmm. Uh huh. Hmm. I'll go out on a limb. I'm conscious I'm kind of hogging the spotlight a bit, so I hope this this bit won't uh, be too long. Um, Just as we're coming out, uh, I'll comment about that's some pretty potent uh, rose rose flavoured incense you've got here. Oh, yes. It's it's my favourite flavour. If you call it a flavour, my favourite scent. Um, We use a lot of incense in the Orthodox Church. Let my Uh prayers rise before the incense, as it says in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yes, you'll see. You'll see during the, <laughs> the funeral. Yeah. yeah, it's quite a uh, quite an illuminating place. There's uh, definitely a almost like a beacon of hope coming. I hope that. so. Okay. I hope so. Uh, it's it's the ark that saves mankind from the flood of uh, evil in the world. That's the way we see it. Yeah. I have a feeling that Magda didn't, unfortunately, be was wasn't able to sidestep that evil in time. Um, I'm going to lay on him as to how what we saw and how she um, how she died and see how he reacts. Hmm. Like a disease, mm. but only certain people can see it. Well, that is that is very strange indeed. Uh-huh. Yeah, you just strike me as the kind of person that maybe has a bit more knowledge about the weirder things out there. Well, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that, but um, you say uh, the doctors didn't say anything about her looking oddly to death. No. And, well, unless you're just being very polite, I presume you can't see much about myself as well. Um, I know you mm. seem like a nice young man. I try. <laughs> well, there's nothing that you could have ever done that would be that would make you excluded from God's love. Uh-huh. No, nothing. Not if you were a murderer, you wouldn't be excluded. It would just mean that you'd have a little more difficult to get in there. Are you a murderer? <laughs> he smiles. Definitely smiles. not. No. He says yes. 
he says, are you talking about sex? Because uh, most people are talking about sex nowadays. I wasn't thinking about that. I mean, I, I get plenty of it. but Sex is the least thing to worry about. Well, I stand a chance there. Okay. We have whole generations of people that do nothing but live in monasteries and never think about it. So <laughs> mm-hmm. you have a good day and we'll see you at the funeral. And I am sorry for your loss. No worries. Yeah, yeah. Be seeing you. Now, she's at peace. She's in a better place. I hope. We all hope. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, he locks up the doors to the church and uh, you can see him hit as he's walking back towards his house. Uh, you might notice uh, something, you know, fiddly bit in the garden of weed or something. And he goes over and plucks the weed and continues on his way. Never looks back. Yeah, and I'm I'm off. You're off. You're back. You're, in, you're actually in Berlin, so it doesn't take you very long to cross the the city. All right, what is everybody else going to do? Or where are we all? Uh, uh, regard, regarding my attempt at research on the uh, text that John had found, I would like to use the uh, shop as an occult library okay. and see if I can narrow anything down about. But uh, my measly 11 roll is hardly an assist. What is that for? Um, It's plus reason, right? So investigate. uh, And so 11 is something. Uh, The questions that recommended include uh, let me see. What higher power does this have connections to? Is the thing that seemed like it might lead hmm. some to something. You got an eleven on uh... on reason on for so let's investigate as as a cult library. So the information comes at a cost of one yeah. You know, to be determined. As you are studying this, it mostly comes down to the spell that uh, that we've isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing you notice is that the the incantation seems to be somewhat gibberish. Um, there's definitely an attempt to use latin in places but most of it doesn't seem to be latin at all it certainly isn't put together like latin Mm -hmm. Um, some of it seems a little hebrewish like just transliterated hebrew and then some of it just seems like gobbledygook and you get the impression from other parts of the book that um the words themselves aren't as important as the focus of mind that it's it's what you're thinking about and what you're focusing on. It tells you to focus on this and, and do that. And that the words are just there to cause you to focus. 
But the spell is a spell of vengeance. It's a spell of vengeance against the person who has done this to you. And the only name that you can find that's a reference to anything like a higher power um, is uh, it's Chigidiel. Chigidiel. Yeah, it's one of the words in one of, in part of the spell. And since on the Cabal, Kabbalah, the uh, the Tree of Life, um, the Olifoth. Uh, the dark angels, the uh, deaf angels. Um, Chigidiel is the angel of vengeance. Uh, and is Gisette, uh tell me anything about uh, external protections or supplications to this Chigidiel? It's not really giving you any kind of, from the, like the Latin text, so forth, that's in there. It does sound like you're basically sending, sending the spirit of vengeance against those who have harmed you. Yeah, a bit mirror-like even, it seemed. Yeah, like bouncing it back at them. Yeah. But within 11, that's, that's pretty much what you get. It also, it, uh, let's see, the cost. Um, well, yeah, it, uh, it bothers you. It bothers you that something like that is involved. And it might make the dream worse tonight or some such. Um, it, that research probably takes a while. At some mm -hmm. point, before we reconvene and after dinner or something, I would also like to see if I can reach the uh, institution in Frankfurt under Roder, but I didn't have to do that right away. Okay. Well, if you're going to do it, we can do that now. Um, Um, there, the, the Frankfurt, uh, the Frankfurt Institute is, uh, it's a mental, uh, Institute. Mm -hmm. Um, the current, uh, head of the Institute is Dr. Helmut Schaefer. Mm -hmm. Um, and with, uh, with a bit of persuasion, you managed to, well, at the moment he's busy, so. Um, but you can make an appointment to come and see them if you want okay. to. Sure. Yeah, that sounds acceptable. Okay. Uh, tomorrow would be better than two days, if that's possible. I won't take very much time. All right. Um, yeah, tomorrow afternoon. Not sure how far Frankfurt to under order is from uh, Berlin. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, but yes, you can you set it up. We'll say for two o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Very good. Thank you. All right. Let's go back to Dieter arrives back at Petra's. Um, quite shaken. Yes, sir. And paranoid. Yeah. Petra. 
I, I detail everything now. So, just, uh, Good God, was this your disguise? No wonder they chased you out of town. You'll back a right. hobo. I had uh, very little to work with. Usually, I am a lot better. Mm. Yes, see. I'm not going to go into that, but uh, yes. Uh, um, anyway, Petra, uh, <clears throat> I'm not liking this. It's all getting a bit too much for my head. The Russian mobsters, uh, <laughs> all this crazy shit. I don't. I thought I'd left some of it behind. I, the way you described his home, I don't. I don't blame you. I don't. For, for once, I am usually a man of violence, but I do not think this is a job for me. Maybe people of reason are best to approach Pagodin. I, I think he's a very dangerous man, Dieter. I don't. I don't know what course uh, of action we should take. I. Here. I will say, if you do try to reason. Whoever mobster, they always want something in return. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. But we have another address. Perhaps that one will be less. Yes. And maybe someone like John or Dietrich, someone who looks, or even yourself, someone who can blend in with that neighborhood mm, uh, mm-hmm. might be best. Usually I am better at my disguises, but I fell flat. I think it's everything going on at the moment. It's all a bit much, but uh, I I feel I'm going to go get some cigarettes. Very well. Take care. Get a fresh air. Yes. And Dieter Petra, walks do you want up. to try to read a person? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's do that. Let's see. Uh, 13. So yeah. um, I'm assuming I kind of have an idea that that. Dieter's not going to be around for a little while. I'm assuming that's kind of the yeah. get a, get a shaken yeah. vibe, like like you've been very disturbed by so, what you've seen. Yeah. So yeah. So Dieter go. It's not even that when he mentioned Russian mobsters and that. That's mm. where he got visibly shaken from that. Actually, so I get a question. Right? What are yeah. you about to do? <laughs> I see through this, Dieter. What are you really about to do? Well, it's actually this answer. This question will save me actually explaining. Uh, he is uh, going to go back to his apartment. I'm going back to my apartment, packing a bag and uh, taking some of the darkest alleyways and slumming it for a while. Well, when you're ready to come back, you know how to reach me. Yes. Take care of yourself. Watch your back. I will. Eventually, I'll call everyone up and see if we should meet back up again. Get together. We all, I'm assuming, have things we want to share with each other. All right. So that afternoon, late afternoon, evening, uh, 
you guys all get together. Where are you going to get together? Um, Dietrich's. The back the room of my board up shop. Yeah, you're boarded up shop, Marta's Cafe. Surely they won't strike the same place twice, yes? <laughs> it's hard to get a laser sight through plywood, at least. That's true. Exposes. I, I, I feel um, the topics of our discussions are no longer safe to be said in public, some of them anyway. Yeah, we can use my shop then. We'll go through the back as long as we take precautions. I mean, also, there are police nearby, I can say, mm. you know, officer, uh, you, you assign someone to me, I can say, yes, I'm, a couple of my friends are coming, business associates, and then we're not likely to get picked off. Well, anything that gets destroyed, just add it to the collateral for the insurance, right? I'll show you the books if you want later. I'm going to do pretty you'll well. you'll make a killing. All right, so you guys end up back in the bookstore in the back, surrounded by good thick books. Peter's won the coop. It all got to be got to be a little too much for him. Yeah, well, we haven't seen the professor either. It's uh, there's there's so, there's so much that we that we don't know here. I, I, I wrote this, I wrote this today. I wrote this this morning, this afternoon. You have to, you have to look. You want some schnapps or something? I would not say no. Sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. Yeah, all right. Uh, I've got- yeah. You look terrible. Yeah. Look, yeah. Look, look, I, look. Please, Ingo, sit. We'll have, we'll, I'll pass them around. Sit, here's the, yeah, here's a, here's a glass. Just breathe deeply. Yeah, your color is not good. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> usually we didn't smoke back here because of the books, but I've got an ashtray, so go ahead. Thank you. Uh, okay. Uh, should we read Ingolf's material since he's in such a state? Sounds yeah. good. You, you say you've got two, you, you're handing out two bits. Spin, yeah. Spin them around. Yeah, and it's just what I what I saw at the um, at the Black Sun building and the the dream, the room in the dreams, and the robed figures in the darkness, the battery, the rooms. Well, that sounds like we're charging it. <sighs> These three figures, did they ring any bells? No, no, I. I... I snapped myself out of it. I, I I feared if I let them get too close, they they would they would know that I saw them. I know one of them's missing a part of their torso. That has to be a metaphor for something. Yeah. Obviously, no one's running around without a torso out on the street. Uh. uh Okay, well, this is interesting. Um, I can see why you're in, in distress. Uh, I, it suggests to me that my uh, impulse is consistent with yours, which is that the 
that building is the is their is their church, right? That's the area that we have to concentrate on to counteract this curse. That's where they're going to congregate. It's it, a pity. It's, it's it's where they it's where they they instruct. I I don't know if that's where they where the people disappear to the people that go missing, people who end up dead. How many floors was the building? I think it's just two stories. Uh-huh. Two, two, there was a teacher on the ground floor and the teacher on the upper floor. Magic symbols and the miracles. But the woman you met in the lobby seemed innocent to you of all of this. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't know. Mm. Um, I guess we have to assume that Petra's going to fill us in on Dieter's uh, discoveries, such as they were. And all of that, yes, all the information. We have some addresses, a lot of information. I had no idea Magda was so ill all of the time. I guess I didn't know her very well. I think Frank, uh, Franklin, not Franklin, uh, the name's gone blank. Uh, the horrible piece of shit ex. Philip. 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 Yeah, yeah. There's an F in there somewhere. Kramer. I think he's got prior because I think he took out her first husband. Yeah. And I will relay everything I've found, both from the, both from Irene and from the church as well. Yeah. She was with Philip first, correct? And then she went with the, the um she had a husband. relationship with Philip from the orphanage I think uh-huh. but then they she... were not a couple necessarily and okay. then she married Lev and she's got another husband too and then she went back to Philip after Lev died uh, with black boils I think murdered is more of an accurate right term. maybe Philip wanted her for himself yeah. it's amazing that Philip seems so small and pathetic when he seems, in fact, like such a huge menace, but didn't, but he was leaving her those messages as though he were enormous suffering as well, and he didn't seem to understand what it was. It could be an act if he actually, if he's the one responsible for it, make it look like you're the one that's been hit by it too. Then she wouldn't think it's him. Would be the first time. Yeah. yeah, that an abusive partner. Used, oh, I'm suffering. You need, I need, you must help me as a way to lure someone back in. It's true. Uh huh. Yeah, I think this little shit's behind, behind all of it. I wouldn't trust a word that he said on that answer phone. Well, the good news is that uh, we might not have to memorize all of the gibberish in the in Kramer's book, uh, okay. as long as we can put ourselves in the right place and focus. We don't have to match syllable by syllable because I was hoping to figure out how even to say these things. And, you know, most of it isn't language, but if we are chanting together. This also makes me wonder if that thing's potentially a trap, because if Kramer is responsible for this, why would he publish the way to get around his work? If I was the kind of person I do like what the CIA handbook has, deliberately put all the anarchists handbook rather that you put a whole right. lot of stuff in there that you blow yourself up when you try and do it 
Right. Print a false version of the Anarchist Cookbook. and Yeah, we should investigate the actual magical workings of this to see if there isn't any booby trap in there. Yeah. Although, at, on the same logic, why would he describe something at all that was so much like what he... Again, maybe he isn't doing it to us. Maybe it's... And the doctors saw black boils on Lev. It wasn't invisible like what killed Magda. I'm imagining it may be partly ego, because if he is a small man with a hell of an ego, he might be willing to put his work out there to show the world, hey, here's all the magic I know, here's all the truth I know. Whereas he's subtly twisting bits of it to, uh, to make sure that no one can use it against him. Oh, and it uh, it it's get it gets recruits, you know. If they if they go and they they read his books and they and they go on a pilgrimage to Black Sun and they learn the symbols and the rites and the miracles there, it's it, there has to be enough there, right, to get the interested, the initiates uh, into their fold. Maybe even casting it is something that attracts their attention, or casting other stuff in there, as you say, like a rite of passage to show that, hey, we've we've stepped over that threshold we're interested but it's, and, this is and it, more like a temple than a church and and, and, it, and it requires death does it not the spell uh i remember there was a lot in it i can't remember the specifics of the time i don't think there was any any sacrifice except blood that there was blood though i remember that infected wow. blood and non-infected blood yeah right there's the non-infected blood part that's the uh the issue enough to make a circle around the church mm -hmm. or the not the church the temple as they call it what if what if philip knows the spell because he used it before what if lev's untimely death in such a striking fashion was a reversal of sorts. I'd, I'd kind of read into it that it was him removing competition. But it might not be the case. It would be interesting if Lev had cursed Philip first. We don't I mean, we know so little about, about Lev, but given Magda's involvement with all of these individuals who all are have associations with these dark arts i wouldn't be surprised if lev is not so innocent yeah we should certainly find out who lev orlov was before oh he was a bookseller and here's his address so we, need to we couldn't hear you hmm? i didn't say oh, i thought you were talking a second ago no but we, we have his address. We can go through public records. We've got his time of I mean, his date of death or year of death anyway. Dig up what we can about him, I guess. Well, I'm assuming the address, we all knew Magda through her, or some of us knew Magda through her shop. Is that yeah. the address, the shop's address? The, the East Berlin bookshop address is the one, if it was his bookshop before they married. Yeah, it doesn't even exist anymore. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, if there's a wedding record, though, so we know mm -hmm. his age and so on. If we what find if, out if he's adopted or... What if Magda brought Levin to it purposefully? 
she was not an innocent in, in all of this. I mean, I know we knew her and we, you like to think the best of the people, you know, but I've had some dealings with her to suggest otherwise. Didn't think much about it at the time, but. You know, if we think of her as one of the four founders of this group, and this group seems increasingly like less philanthropic than. Well, what if she wasn't? Sorry, what if she wasn't one of the, what if she wasn't the founder? All, I mean, what Erica Holler said was those were the four last names. Oh, you're thinking Lev. Or might have been Lev. But it's Russian. It's Orlov if it's male. It's Orlova if it's female. It's not the same name on paper. I guess that's my uh, that's my lack of uh, knowledge of language. But that that does clear that up. Then if it was if it's Orlova, then that was Magda Orlova. But... And you know, and she has the she's the orphan. She has this connection to this system of lost children from the old world who are stranded between Russia and Berlin and Russia and Germany in this way. So if you want, we can stop there and do our upkeep for this week. Sounds like a plan. Upkeep. Start with the three this is questions. So I can find it <laughs> when I'm looking for it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I don't have it in front of me. Oh, Matt's usually the one that has it. The three questions. First one's, do you Got learn me. anything new about yourself, right? Uh, that, that's the second one. Uh, oh. Have we discovered anything new about the truth? Yeah, I would say so. I, I, had, I had a couple of visions that were quite enlightening. Mm -hmm. And especially with the uh, the name drop of the big, uh, the big guy. <laughs> big C. So yeah, I'd say that. And that is, can we spell Chigidiel just for purposes? Yeah, A G I D E L D I E L Chagidiel. Okay. Sounds like a fun loving person we want to know. Yeah, such a such a life of the party. Yeah, death angel associated with vengeance. Definitely something yeah. I want to keep around, you know. Absolutely. Top of the invite list. Okay. So yes, we've learned something about the world. Have we learned anything new about our characters? I think I'm floating along in, in ignorant bliss. Yeah, I don't, nothing rings true over here. Yeah. Same. I'll tell you, I, you know, in between things, I had a, you know, another chat with Delma and we're looking at the numbers. The numbers are great. We've just found a couple of first editions that we didn't know we had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three. I how that all turns out. Sorry, good. No, number three. Have we challenged ourselves? I would have said Josh did just by going undercover and kind of taking that risk, but I don't feel that way about myself in particular. I think John Miller might have 
taken a little bit of a leap there as well. I don't know what, how you feel about your other behavior as an investigative journalist, but you know, you went into a sanctuary of potential menace. Mm-hmm. I feel like Ingolf did the same when he when he enticed the being to to come to him. Like that's that's ballsy. That's gutsy. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Hmm. Yeah, that would sound right. Stupid, actually. Take a point. Yeah, you know, brave. You know, bravery and stupidity. It's a it's a thin line yeah. between the two. And they get you XP in both cases. Hey. <laughs> maybe that's maybe I get a point for learning something new about myself. I could do incredibly stupid things. <laughs> as long as there's a typewriter there. <laughs> because you're a visionary. That's right, a visionary. Uh, plus actor. <laughs> Producer. Uh, Director. And, and then we've got our hooks. We all had investigate Piotr. I definitely made a point there. Yes. Uh, but I did not get in touch with Dr. Hans Richter. Sort of, because we're kind of I, waiting for Herr Bonin for that on some mm, level. Mm-hmm. So is this, so with the, uh, with the investigate Piotr, since Diedrich got it kicked off, should the rest of us get rid of it now? Yeah, because I, I know it's been on my sheet for a couple of sessions now. So at that point, mm-hmm. I can elect to ditch it because I've not gone anywhere with it because I haven't had any thread to pull. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did visit Irene, so I get the one for that. I investigated Pagodin. I was to investigate the East Berlin Satanists and I peered magically into their domain. Huh? That's another level up for me over here. Same. So, Tom, we need a dramatic hook from you. I still think there's... I still think you should pursue Piotr. Okay. It's important. So maybe I will be joined by some others tomorrow at two on my way to the hospital. <laughs> uh, by the way, Frankfurt on Main is mine is different than Frankfurt on der Oder. Oh, okay. Um, I have not determined with precision. Uh, Frankfurt on der Oder looks pretty close to Berlin, but I'm but I haven't gotten farther than that in my little exploration. Frankfurt on the order. There it is. Oh, okay. It's not too far. It's south, southeast of Berlin. Oh, and there's Mügelheim, which I guess Mügelstrasse is named for. Okay, so I was wrong. It's not 250 miles at all. Yeah, that would be definitely only phone calls. Well, the autobahns don't have any speed limit, so and I've got a decent car. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. that's true. <laughs> Although I don't like to take a four-hour one-way trip anywhere, or even three. That's two and so it's 47, 47 miles. Yeah, okay, nothing, in fact. 
So are you keeping your hook, um, David, of uh, following up with the doctor? Yes, hopefully we will have a full victim next time. But regardless, uh, I'm sure that figuring out, I mean, I'm sort of waiting to see what the worms do and I don't have the worm. Right. Um, don't remind him. I guess that leaves us with everybody else. We all, the rest of us need hooks. Right. Hmm. I, I would suggest like a communal one. We all go to the funeral. That is a good one. Yeah. Is that too far in the future to make sense for next uh, session? Uh, it depends on time scales. Maybe. I will yeah. tell you, I'll tell you one thing though. I sat today and I wrote out a whole thing on the funeral. The funeral is in the scenario, but I'm orthodox. So I, I added details that they, they left out. But you got almost all of those by visiting Father Seraphim. Oh. So I don't need to describe the church and I don't need to describe this and that. It's all in the stuff that I wrote this afternoon. I'm like, darn you, I had this all written so that I could just read it and it would be beautiful and be lilting. And all right. Never Still there. It just happened earlier. Yeah. I think uh, somebody should investigate Lev. Yeah. Now that's a name that we know. Right. Lev or Loba or Orlov. I found Orlov. him. I can. I found him. I can take it. If you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the one that got the name. But it was so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I can still use part of it. Cool. Let's finish it there, and we'll finish anything else. I think else. Morgan and myself need dramatic hooks. Oh, you still need your dramatic yeah. hooks. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Uh, well, one thing that you found was that uh, you got reverse-engineered the searches that had been done on you. So there must be, whoever's doing it at the other end must be using a similar mechanism. Now that you know how it's done, uh, that it's, being, it's done through a third party, confront the company and see if you can bribe them, intimidate them, do whatever you can to find out who's doing it. Right. Can, yeah. Can you, I guess the action would be, you know, trace your tracer. Yeah. I'd buy that. I, and I wonder whether uh, Engolf should, depending on his overall stability, now that he knows the name of Chigidiel, maybe he should continue his special practice <laughs> and find out uh, if the link is real or or if I was mistaken in my let, research. <laughs> let me just entice Chigidiel to be real quick. With <laughs> See ya. Let me just toss the writer onto the bonfire. <laughs> Your friendly neighborhood Razide comes knocking at the door saying we should have a chat. Yeah. Hey, so... What do you think you're doing? But I can do that though. Maybe not through such a spectacularly self-destructive means. Um, but uh, sixteen cups is... of espresso and two packs of cigarettes, mm -hmm. a little little jot of cocaine, and then type away. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a smidge. With drugs. <laughs> yeah, but I will. I'll, I'll take that. I will investigate. Video. 
fiddling around with dreams, you can get in and out. Fiddling around with drugs, you can get in, but might not be able to get out. <laughs> we have a second address. Should I, since we've lost Dieter for the time being, should I kind of take up the mantle of investigation on that? I'm, I'm assuming which, you're going to give which, us the handouts, Tom, but I can't remember what who the second address. It wasn't Philip Kramer. It was you had um, you had Mahler and you had Mahler. Pagodin. Yes, he, so he, he looked at Pagodin. He did both. He went to Pagodin's fortress oh, and then went to Mahler's place, and it was also in a fancy neighborhood that he, he couldn't get he close to. And he, but he that's but, but he made the decision not to go there and suggested one of us go because he was dressed like a ragamuffin. So, well, I he got out of go. the car and walked up and down the block like mm. a fool. <laughs> But Mahler's place is not hat and scarf. Mahler's place looks like a regular, fancy, wealthy house. Mm, uh, Pagodin's looks like a fortress. Yeah, could you not imagine going? But looks like a mafia, so fortress sort of. Are we done? Is that what you guys going to do? Or did we get the hooks? Well, we have our hooks. Yes. No. So what's which one is mine? Sorry, I want to like make sure I have it because so we confront, said not the address. Confront, confront your tracer. All right, there we go. All right. Your tracer golf. Yeah, mine is investigate yes. Chigidiel. Worship our players included Matthew Sanderson, David Gasway, Holly Buto, Morgan Llewellyn, Josh Harwood, and Mick Swan should be with us. He was supposed to be here tonight, but he seems to be having internet problems. Uh, with yours truly as the keeper, as the game master, we have a Discord server where you can chat with other members. You can set up private games. You've learned the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows, free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the strange and terrifying world of cult divinity lost. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.